Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thank you for joining me on a new episode of Best Orange Track of the Week on the Music Reviewer Podcast. My name is Josh, and welcome to the weekly show where I uh, go over all new entries into the Billboard Hot 100, take one that's the worst, take one that's the best, and grade each other one, uh, other track with the letter grade. Uh, this week overall, uh, somewhat of a light week, nothing too crazy coming in, a lot of country, so this will be a very uh, country-centric episode. Um, just as a preview, we have uh, acts like Dirk Bentley on here, Dylan Scott, Sam Hunt, L. King, and Miranda Lambert, and also uh, Post Malone and Pop Smoke. So if any of that interests you or you're intrigued by any uh, you know, dialogue on some tracks of uh, any of those artists, just go ahead and stick around. If you're new to the Music Reviewer, welcome. All this is is a podcast where I talk about music because I like to do it. Uh, hopefully you do too. But anyways, yeah, pretty inconsequential week, I think. Uh, a lot of the stuff that came in, on, like, that's mainly country, um, is just basically filling in the Nashville need for uh, stuff to sh- or stuff to play on the radio, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's a normal cycle of all this stuff. Don't think it's going to impact the Hot 100 overall too much, but we'll see. Um, and just before we get started, I want to let everyone know a uh, new episode of the album review series was posted not too long ago. I covered the latest album by Django Django, the indie rock act from the UK. Uh, so they saw a lot of uh, presence and critical acclaim early in, early on in 2010s when they emerged. Uh, since then, it, uh, a lot of that hype has simmered down, but I think this, their latest album is still a solid effort and was worth Uh, Give it a listen, so uh, if you're interested in that album, go ahead and check out Django Django's Glowing in the Dark, and also the review if you get some time later. Um, Let's see, overall, on the podcast, um, last week's Best Orange Track of the Week, just in case you missed it, we covered some uh, Mooski, some Pop Smoke again with Boogie with the Hoodie, Tiesto, Jake Owen, 6ix9ine, newer artist called Clinton Kane, Little Yachty. Uh, Ariana Grande, Kelly Uchis, and NF. Uh, best track ended up being from that Pop Smoke and Boogie with the Hoodie collab. And other the other worst track was from uh, NF. Uh, a rapper I'm not too uh, knowledgeable on, but it uh, wasn't the best introduction uh, I've heard from a rapper. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested in that episode, you can catch it on however you're listening to the review uh, this episode now or uh, on YouTube. Uh, just search the music reviewer. But nonetheless, let's go ahead and get to this week's episode of Best and Worst Track of the Week. Uh, some highlights on the chart. Not too many. I felt like the chart was kind of just doing its thing naturally. Uh, Driver's License is still at number one by Olivia Rodrigo. That shit's... This, that, this track is massive at this point. Um, I didn't expect that to be the case when I first heard it. I thought it's... Uh, its lifespan would have been uh, at least dwindling by now, but that doesn't really seem to be the case. Uh, up by Cardi B, following at number two. Have no idea what how that is moving in the grand scheme of things. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I saw a big jump happen uh, from Beatbox by Spottom Gotham all the way up to 15. Jumped quite a bit this week. Uh, I'm guessing uh, the viralness of the track and the memeness of the track is behind that, and it's still going strong. Uh, we'll see if this track gets any bigger, but I don't see the lifespan being that long either. Some other highlights were uh, a track by Tate McRae, You Broke Me First, up to 17. I've seen this um, since about summer, slowly but steadily climbing the charts, and I think it might have the momentum to get maybe close to the 10, uh, top 10. We'll see. 
Also, glass animals with heat waves up to 61. That kind of is following the same pattern that I've seen a few tracks follow that are just so slowly but steadily uh, grinding up the chart. I'll be a little bit more convinced if it gets past the top 50. Yeah, kind of like a late hit uh, since dropping that album in the summer. Uh, and then also the one of the more interesting tracks in a while, Chicken Tendies by Clinton Kane, out completely this week, dropping out. So... Uh, don't doesn't seem like that track has much more prominence. I thought maybe it would have hung around uh, and be and uh, maybe Clinton Kane would have been this year's uh, uh, Louis Capaldi or something like that. But uh, who knows? Maybe he'll drop some more tracks uh, in the not too distant future. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into the gist of the episode. First track this week was "Gone" by Dirk Bentley. Um, not not a bad track overall. Uh, it sounds of uh, what you'd expect from a Dirk Bentley track. Typical, uh, very guy centric, uh, machismo type of uh, relaxed countryness to it. Um, a la I don't know, maybe dudes like Brad Paisley and stuff like that. Like um, you know, just very candid lyrics. Uh, the track is paced nicely, doesn't try to go anywhere too fast. I think that's probably one of the better qualities of uh, a track like this. If it kind of can just captivate you and not go anywhere too fast or force anything, that track, this track definitely doesn't do that. Uh, at the end of the day, not one of the more memorable Dirk Bentley tracks. Um, I'm thinking of stuff like I'm Getting Drunk on a Plane or stuff like that. Um, the track has some rich, layered guitar instrumentation with a decent drum groove behind it. Um and anthemic, a really big anthemic nature to it as well, especially in the bridge. Just kind of like one of those anthemic country songs. Feels a bit summery as well, but uh, I gave it um, a B. Next track was um, Breaking Up Was Easy in the 90s by Sam Hunt at 92. Uh, yeah, this um, this track reminded me a bit like, uh, like it was trying to sound... Uh, like that one of that one hit from the '90s by a, an artist named Sean Mullins, uh, titled "Lullaby," with its talk singing in the verses. Um, Sam Hunt is known for doing that, so it wasn't that big of a surprise. But here, it really just reminds me of that track. Uh, the track does suffer from being a bit sluggish. Uh, there's an annoying cowbell hit that gets quite old, probably around the first chorus. And I'm pretty tired of hearing it. Uh, I'm not sure if this track really tries to go for a level of deepness that can only be conceived by uh, Sam Hunt. Next track was uh, a pretty interesting one, Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home by L. King and Randa Lambert. Uh, to be honest, that really wasn't a collab I was I saw coming. Um, and, and I feel like L. King is kind of one of these confused artists. Like They don't quite know if they're uh, ready to, I guess, fully commit to the country thing, but it feels like it might feel a bit natural to go in that direction, even though her main, uh, I guess... Uh, it's big hit X's and O's was really just like kind of like a adult alternative uh, kind of alt rock kind of track that w made her as big as she is now. Uh, I really think she's still following on the success of that track, um, but the the collab actually worked quite well. I will say um, El King can keep up with Miranda Lambert in terms of like uh, presence and vocal chops on this track. Um, but I will say the track just has a bit of derivativeness to it. The chorus straight up sounds like 
uh, it ends up sounding like a, a Keith Urban track uh, with the banjo playing the repetitive counter melody all throughout. Uh, the track does go through some interesting mood changes. I'd say the verse has some angst to it, but as soon as like we transition out of the pre-chorus, uh, the track gets a bit lighter and less aggressive, which I'd say that isn't really it really doesn't go in a good direction. Uh, I just wish some of the ideas uh, like that were really uh, hammered on with the natural angst in those verses. Uh, from both of them stuck throughout the whole entire track. And then also the track has some pretty awful gang vocal moments that sound really synthetic that happen around the bridge that weren't too flattering. I give it a B minus. Next track was Only Wanna Be With You by Post Malone at 74. Uh, earlier in the podcast, I mentioned even some of the tracks that weren't trying to be country ended up being a bit country centric. Um, obviously, if you know, Only Wanna only want Be With You is a cover from. The Hootie and the Blowship, uh, Blowfish, Blowship, the Hootie and the Blowfish track uh, from the 90s. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish were, uh, of course, Darius Rucker's uh, band from that time before he full-on switched to country. Uh, and I will say Hootie and the Blowfish maybe had some uh, country qualities to them as well, even though they were kind of more of like this contemporary adult alternative band at the time. Um, but yeah, this is a really cool cover. Um, I'm not like the biggest Post Malone guy in the world, but I do acknowledge he is a quite the talent, um, when he tries to be, um, there's some, uh, bubbly synth material that colors the track really quite nicely. Kind of, it kind of, uh, is hammering on the, the collab with Pokemon that I guess it was trying to, uh, make some nostalgic uh, magic happen with like these video game like synths thrown on it really works on the track um the track list has this deep boomy bass track that really is prominent and warms the track up a bit uh and the track just has like this sincere charm to it it keeps a lot from the original track but this version ends up being quite nice as well uh if it's your first time hearing uh i only want to be with you you can probably take uh, you probably wouldn't assume that this was a cover you probably think it's post malone's song but it's, it's kind of silly really how he tries to make this scenario sound so deep uh with this track um about how uh, i guess it's hard to break up nowadays uh the outro instrumental interlude section is the best part of the track by far when we kind of just lose sam hunt for a bit uh i give this track a the instrumentation overall is quite warm and vibrant uh, Post does a nice performance on here, uh, vocally, and it really suits the track overall. It's just consistent, pretty polished, but very nice. So at the end of the day, I give it a B plus. And yeah, that's kind of um, all we have all this week. Uh, not not the biggest week in terms of material, but uh, yeah, now it's the time where we go ahead and cover the best and worst track of the week. Um, we always start with the worst track of the week so that we end on a positive note. But the worst track of the week. Um, was definitely gonna it, it, there was no um there was no contest here nobody by dylan scott uh i'm not too familiar with dylan scott honestly i don't know if he's ever really had many tracks i've heard before on like contemporary country radio uh but he fits the mold of like what you would want a generic and sanitary uh i guess uh typical heartthrob country dude to be nowadays um and I, I just really hated this track, uh, the first 30 seconds in. Um, <clears throat> it sounds like great value, Old Dominion, um, especially with the lyrical pandering uh, that you would only find like on maybe a Dan and Shea track. 
If you're familiar with my critiques, Danny Shea is probably one of my most hated acts of all time. Um, I hate the piano-centric instrumentation. It's quite bland and predictable uh, and performed in a bland and predictable fashion, um, all while being coated with some pretty pathetic hand-clap percussion at times. Um, hate the slow-paced nature of the track uh, brought by the drums, tracks hi-hats being completely buried which really exaggerates the space between the kick and the snare and making it feel miles apart. It really feels like a tortoise, uh, a very depressed tortoise, just uh, as basically demonstrating, uh, uh, I guess, a symbol for misery. I don't know. Uh, it, it feels like that when you listen to this track. Uh, and a very stupid chorus that leans on one word for 45% of the track. Uh, just very sanitary and boring overall. Um so that gets worst track of the week. Best track of the week. Um, second week in the row, this artist is getting it. AP by Pop Smoke. I think this is a track specifically for a movie that's coming out. Didn't really research that too much, but uh, this this is just probably the most consistent thing this week. Um, really hard hitting drill beat on here. As soon as the track starts, not not too surprising. Uh, I really dig that this is just Pop Smoke. There's no features. Um, of course, he's no longer with us, but. Um, I, I really think sometimes rappers don't need to have a feature every single track they make. And this is a good example of that. Uh, we get some long, held-out, dark vocals that coat the entire track that are kind of just sampled in there. Really makes the track feel a bit more dramatic and interesting. Uh, I dig the wobbly sub-bass line that's uh, typical of the drill beat style. Um, and then some crisp percussion that structures the track quite nicely. And Pop Smoke just gives his typical signature flow and vocal presence here. The uh, one-of-a-kind, I guess, husky uh, voice of his is really uh, exemplified here. And it hits quite well. It's just kind of a banger. So yeah, I thought this was best track of the week, AP by Pop Smoke. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have this week. If you stuck around to the end of this episode, thanks for joining me. Uh, tune in next week. We will see what we get. But uh, yeah. Be on the lookout for some album reviews for whatever it's worth. I think I'm doing Julian Baker's album next. So uh, if you're digging the podcast, like and subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on your uh, preferred uh, streaming service as well if you're just listening uh, audibly uh, with just audio. Um, but yeah, uh, leave some feedback, good or bad too. Uh, but anyways, I'll see you guys later. Uh, bye.